We are now recording. This is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and right next to me is... Abe! What's up? How you doing? Good! I'm looking you in the face! The the recording levels are very high right now. <laughs> we got <laughs> way more shouting. excited. <laughs> this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. We, uh, we, we are a weekly film podcast. We're talking about the weekly movie releases um, and other stuff. We do that often. Um, this is... What is this? This is episode... 550 550 Levi's doesn't make these jeans that's that's right <laughs> and um, this week uh, we're talking expend for bulls wow okay yeah the, the only way note. to say that title yeah, I mean, they wrote it that way they wrote it that way they it's were in the cheeky. text yeah it's like when they when they showed like they showed the motorcycle and I thought it was going to be like the opening credits would be over the motorcycle I was so hoping expend that I, would say, I was hoping on the cycle it would say <laughs> expend yeah. for bulls instead of, instead of like uh, what was it say like re- like recession or whatever yeah. it <laughs> and be, and like, he'd be like why does it say expend for bulls like whoa it's like the fourth movie what are you talking about movie I don't know in your media notes did it tell you to say expend for bulls I wish it did I okay. wish I got an email <laughs> saying remember this is not called the expendables 4 it is called Expend Forbles. We should Signed Sylvester Stallone. We're talking a lot about this movie we're going to talk about later. Yeah, we, should, yeah. we should emphasize another thing. We're together. We are. <laughs> we are, we are not joking. We're in the same room. We're in the same room. vicinity yeah. for the first time in a while. It's been, it's a, been a while. It's been a, it's been a while. It's been a minute since we've done an actual live show together. Yeah, this is true. I, I think like a live show just like the two of us yeah. too. Well, like live. We've had it like with Marcus, Mark Hoban, yeah. you know. And in person. We're, like I think it might have been that Black Panther episode with Marcus. I think that was the last time. That we was did, like, like four or five years well, ago that's, then? That's that's twenty. That's twenty eighteen. Wow. So that's, there you go. That's the, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. We're here together doing this uh, Expend for Bulls <laughs> episode. You know, a, a sacred film franchise. This is true. So it's why we did this. Yeah. Honestly. Not many movies have four uh, titles in it. Well, the real reason is I'm I'm still on vacation. This as, is true. As yeah. I, as Capital V vacation, like we mentioned last time. As I noted last week, and so I'm up in the area uh, visiting family, and and Abe was able to stop by, and here we are doing a live show together. So he's working. <laughs> Thanks out. for coming up north. Yeah, yes. Welcome. Yeah, you brought the smog with you. I see. I well, <laughs> you kept the smoke going. I see. Uh. <laughs> uh, so what are we doing here? We're gonna do our our regular episode, as we do. Just you know, way more wacky because we're together. <laughs> uh, so let's go over some show notes. No sound effects though. No. Well, we'll see what I can come up with in this space that we're in. Um, show notes. Um, let's see. Commentary track. Um, it's still September, which means our commentary track currently for True Romance has been recorded and oh, been published, which okay. was a lot of fun. Uh, we talked about that with uh, Yancey, Brandon, and Mark Hoffmeyer. Uh, so a lot of fun there. Good to find that episode on the old iTunes where you can find all of our episodes. And you can also give us a rating and review. Thank you so much in advance. Yeah. Also, speaking of fun bonus episodes that yes. are completely free, we have our we have our. our I need to make sure that everybody's aware that they're I free. I think that people have been aware for the last <laughs> they, they, eleven years. They haven't signed up for our. They, they haven't free. signed up for our non-existent Patreon yet. <laughs> uh, we are we, we we do have our uh, October is coming up. Yes, correct. Which means we have our special horror themed bonus episodes coming up. That's an annual, annual tradition now. Yeah, it, it, it very. It, I was looking at this. like we've been doing that for like seven years. <laughs> Has it been seven years? It, it might, feels like it, shorter. It, and honestly, it might be more. But yeah. I think I'm pretty sure at least it, it's at least seven years we've been doing these. Episodes, yeah, yeah. Um, which are always a lot of fun, and I'm just going to tell you guys right now that t- the topic um, is that the idea is we're going international. Yes, a- every week is going to be a a, a specific country themed that's in their horror films. Right. Um, so we got we got some fun plans there. I'll probably put up like a mock picture or something. Yeah, to, like, give you more of a. We'll give you more of a tease, so you, so you know what to expect. But, yeah. yeah, it's going to be fun as as it, as it usually is. Um, yeah. So what else? That's that's it for show notes. Um, 
Okay, well, let's move on. Let's. Well, normally we'd have trailer talk. And what my thought was going to be no. is we'd see Expendables, which we had just. We'd, sorry, we'd see Expendables. Yes. Which we had just. Thank you for. Thank for the correction. Which we had just done, and I was thinking, well, we'll just talk about the trailers we see during Expendables, except. They only played one trailer, and it's which for the creator. And it's for the creator, which is next week's show. So there's no real reason for us to talk about a trailer we've already talked about, let alone Fair. for a movie that's next week. <laughs> so that's true. So um, I don't, but we haven't talked about a trailer. I think you've watched the the killer. Yes. The, yeah. The new David Fincher film that's starring correct. Michael Fassbender. Correct. Should we say it that way now, Fassbender? Mm, I think it's. Where should the we should go with the German? Where should Foss Foss Fassbender? Foss, Foss, I don't know. <laughs> Put that emphasis on Fassbender. Or fast bender, <laughs> fast bender, American style with or, a T. Or at the very end, fast bender. Fast bender. No, no, no. I think it's like fus bindar. I mean, if it's spelled, it was spelled that way. That's spelled, true, there's no there's no yeah, in his yeah. name. Regardless, the killer. It is a new movie coming out from director David Fincher. His first since Mank. Wow. Remember really? Mank? I mean, that was a that was that was on my top ten list. We, we loved year. Mank. We were, yeah. we were we were big. That was like a that was a pandemic pandemic release. We were so pro Mank. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the killer. Um, it is coming soon. It is based on a graphic novel series that I'm a big fan of. Okay, I have. Uh, it's by Matz. Uh, is the the with the Z? It's yeah, M A T Z. It's like his artist name. Uh, um, and I, I've met Matz once. I was at wow. Comic Con and I, he signed my I think, volume four of the Killer. There's like six volumes, I think. Of okay, now. so it's a, it's it's a done it's a done series. I'm not sure. I haven't kept okay. up with it to know if it's still going or not because it's just kind of. Because like the first book, it's pretty much done until it's not. Like so, it's okay. So it's like it can kind of pick up and go. Regardless, this film's coming out. We saw this trailer. Yeah, it's about an assassin. Um, a somewhat very meticulous assassin. Yes, it's a, yeah. I mean, I think like if you're an assassin, you're probably by like, nature. Seems like it seems like it'd be hard to like. I've seen Collateral. It seems like it'd be hard to like. You could do it once, maybe, and not be. But like, if if you're you're maintaining that job, like like, as your first one, right? Yeah. If it's like your if it's your legit career, you probably have like a way about you to make that keep going. That's a good point. Yeah. Regardless, Abe, what did you think of the trailer for The Killer? I loved it. We mentioned this on on a previous episode, but I'm really really psyched and pumped for this movie. Uh, I'm a big fan of David Fincher, and I think. Whenever he he has like ideas in which he's trying to explore like the the human habitats like human behavior, I'm a big fan. So yeah, just really big fan of of this trailer. I'm very excited to see it. I I am curious because it, it's a Netflix release, right? It is a Netflix release. It will go to select theaters beforehand, but yes, it's a okay. Netflix release. So that's the only part of it is just it's limited run in theaters, which is unfortunate as far as wanting three, to see three a weeks new... for Netflix. At, at assuming wherever it gets theaters to begin with, yeah. Yeah, but that's the that's the minimum runtime you need for Oscar consideration. It's a week. You only need oh, a, week. It's a week. It's a week oh, for Oscars. Shit. Yeah. Okay. It's right. more of you just want your movie to see it. Like the I don't that, like I'm sure Mank's great, but that was the pandemic too. So Mank was it's not like there was yeah. a lot of options for theaters anyway for Mank, but but uh, yeah, because I only I have only I've well only, they don't really have old time talkies anymore for Mank, so <laughs> you know it really didn't work out. Well, like I've only seen that on Netflix and uh, yeah yeah. You know. Well, yeah, I mean, you did get to see Prey in theaters. Yes. Well, now it's getting, well, it doesn't matter. It's, it's also getting It's getting a, a physical, physical release, copy, which right. I'm very excited. This week, I believe, actually. Yeah. Well, Aaron, what'd you think of the trailer? I'm so excited for this movie. Okay. Like, as I said, I'm already a fan of this graphic novel. But you already know where this is going? I don't know, because I don't know what, what it's specifically it's adapting as far as the story goes. I will say the story is adapted, the, like, the script is written by Andrew Kevin Walker, who wrote Seven. Uh, okay. and, yeah, yeah, he's worked with Fincher then. He's worked with Fincher, and he's wor- he's done like uncredited rewrites on a number of his scripts as well. Um, but he, in general, knows how to kind of 
make a thing a dark or two. Um, so, why'd you go Italian? <laughs> because why wouldn't you? Uh, Andrew Kevin Walker. It's a classic Italian. Uh, but no, I... <laughs> I... I'm very excited based on all the things involved. You got Fassbender, you got Fincher and Walker working together again. The the look of this thing alone, I mean, it's not like we've ever had any complaints about the visuals in a Fincher film. Right. This just thing look, just looks great. Yeah. I, I'm curious, like, because, you know, Finch, he's been trying to make this movie for a while. Like, he's, oh, had, has he? he's had the rights to the killer for a while, and it's always been something oh, like... Oh, wasn't somebody else attached to this uh, at one point? Like, a different actor? Maybe. Yeah, okay. I assume so, given how long he's been involved right, with right. this movie. Um. But, like, I, I'm curious what he'll do with this that kind of goes beyond just the, there's an assassin and he does assassin things. Like, I'm, I'm from what I've heard, based off the film festival buzz that it's had, yeah. it's got a lot in common with the social network of all things. Really? Yes. So I, I'm, The most impactful movie of the last decade. So I, I'm curious what that means exactly as far as, I'm sure it has to do with the business of being an assassin in addition to, you know, killing people for a living. Was there, was this based off of, like, the accidental killionaires? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you banging that one? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the off the dome, man. Off the dome. Okay. Off the dome. Well, the the killer arrives, I believe, in theaters uh, November third, and then it hits on Netflix November tenth. Okay. Um, so yeah, looking forward to the killer. Sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Now. Let, why do we do trailers? We usually do this other thing, which is called Out No Quickies. Trademark. <laughs> That's why I should read the script. Like, if I looked at the script, I'd okay. I, I we're, see. we're live. We're together. <laughs> Each one out the only one we went talking about. DM. All right. Abe, what have you seen recently? I have seen nothing else recently. <laughs> so, moving on to you. You've, you've watched nothing all week? Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure that I have, but I, I, I kind of just... So, you know, whenever, whenever you ask me these things, I'm thinking about, like, new things or, like, current things that we've watched. I haven't really seen a whole bunch of, of like, current things, but I'll watch, like, old things. What's like, an older thing you time. watch? I don't want to just be hogging up the quickie segments. TM. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but, I like, I'll watch, like, fragments of, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or, you know, the one that just came out kind of thing and stuff like that. So, yeah, nothing really, like, of interest, I'd say. Fair enough. Okay. Well, I watched a couple things. Uh, first up, I watched a movie called A Million Miles Away. Have I heard of this? This is, maybe, because it's all plastered all over Prime right now because it's on Prime and it just came out. It's with Michael Pena. Yes, there the astronaut go. movie. The astronaut yeah, movie, okay. yes. It's about Michael Pena's character. Yeah. He plays a... I'm going to look this up because I can. Uh-huh. Um, he plays a migrant farm worker. Um, this is a true story, It's right? a true yeah. story. He plays Jose Moreno Hernandez. Okay. He is the son of a migrant worker. Yes. His family's all migrant workers. Yes. He... We see, we see this. It's like a whole like encompassing like from a child to being Michael Pena. Um, so we, oh, so, so we see like a whole encompass, encompassment of his life. So we Wikipedia see Wikipedia movie. It's not a Wikipedia movie. Okay, great. Okay, I'll start with I'll start by saying it's good. Oh, um, okay. it, it, it he um he, he from when we meet him as a child, you can you, like the movie wants to establish right away that he's like. Like he knows what he's doing. He knows his math. He's yeah. very quick at math. He's the kind of guy that's he's a like, sharp kid. if he's given the opportunity, he will excel. Yeah. And what we see is him excelling. Yes, it is a kind of biopic one hundred and one thing. I wouldn't say necessarily a Wikipedia movie, yeah. but I do. But it is following like all the all the standard things of like a biopic goes. Okay, um, as far as going through his life and his family, and he meets a woman. Some teacher that didn't believe in him. No, he's a teacher that does believe in him. Whoa! Uh, what? And the way things pay, like what I like about this movie is that it it the way things pay off throughout it by the end when like it's a true story. So like you yeah. know, and the I mean the poster tells you he's gonna become an astronaut. Like that's his whole dream. He wasn't gonna ask. Spoiler alert, Aaron. Come but on. It, but it is a matter of how long it takes him to become an astronaut okay. and what he goes through along the way. Yeah. And while and the, so the movie it's it's a PG movie. So it's not going to dig deep into like the 
you know, the the, 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 the obvious like, serious like thematic struggle. Yeah, or like yeah. the yeah, and like the the degree of racism that he faced as right. like he grew where, where, he, he, yeah. he became an engineer and he worked in um and Stockton. Livermore. This is California story. This is California story. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, uh, like and you. And, you know, there there's societal racism just in in general as far well, as being I'm a, from the Central Valley. And a, I can say that we don't have it there. Being being a Mex- being a Mexican man. That's you know people that you don't normally see as engineers yes. at that time. This is during right. like the 70s to the 80s to okay. the 90s. Um, regardless, it's a very sweet story. It's a very family friendly story. Although there is darker elements in it as far as you know things happen during one's life. But like, yeah. it it does come down to like seeing the payoff of everything that you work towards in a movie that's two hours and like okay. regardless of how much drama there was just the fact that you watch this guy's journey and Michael Pena is always very reliable yeah uh, Rosa Salazar um, Alita um, Battle Angel ah uh, she, yes she, yeah, play, she plays his wife okay um Garrett Dillahunt's in here. Does he have a big hat and a big gun? He he doesn't have a big hat or a big gun, okay. but he but his hair grew out a little bit, and it looks like he has hat hair throughout the movie. Yeah, uh, but just a good movie. I enjoyed the movie quite okay. a bit. It it's was, on Prime. It's on Prime yeah. right now. Yeah. Okay. Um, I also watched. I finally caught up with the Catch Twenty Two series that was on Hulu. Uh, that's with um. It's with uh, Christopher Abbott's the main actor. Yeah. And it's it's produced by Clooney and, and yes. Hesloff. Okay, it, yeah, yeah. It, Those two. Yeah. Um, and Clooney has, like, a small role in it. Kyle, right. Friend of the show, Kyle Chandler, plays the, plays the, uh, the, main, um, plays the main general. Okay. Um, among other people. Kyle Chandler always playing, like, he's always, like, is every other role is, like, a coach or a military guy? He's very fitting of yeah. this, but, like, yeah. I, like, Catch-22 is a great book. Like yeah. I, I'm so I'm such a big fan. I read of it like uh, in college. Yeah, it's it's a and this series nails it. This series okay. it's six episodes, and it's great. Like where I, is this? It's on Hulu. It came okay. out of Hulu a few years ago, and I didn't have Hulu a few years yeah. ago. Now I do have Hulu, so I finally watched Catch Twenty Two. Not a sponsor. Burned through it. It's great. Okay. It, it so captures the tone of the of Joseph Heller's novel. These are like fifty five minute episodes. Yeah, even okay. even less. I think yeah, okay. like like fifty ish, forty five ish. Yeah. But you, know, you only need six episodes. But it does such a great job of like showing like this guy's not wanting to be involved in bombing missions on World War II and the th- th- things he tries to do to get out of said right, missions, right. and then all like the the way the bureaucracy around him works, and yeah. and it's got all these great dark comedy comedic elements and everything. It just really captures the tone of that book the way okay. I remembered it. So I was I was I was huge on on finally catching up with this. I'm glad to hear. Yeah. Um. Let's see what else. I watched BS High. Which Mark uh, Mark Hoban Mark, Hoban Mark Hoban brought, talked about it last week last week about Bishop Sycamore yeah um, good doc good fun yeah. doc fun fun doc? fun as far as it's like how can this guy get away with this kind yeah. of stuff kind right, of doc right, right. where it's not it's not like dark enough for you to like feel bad like feel terrible it's just more of like I can't believe this happened yeah and watching this guy willingly talk about the things that he did and either really playing down that he knows what he's doing or just not grappling the fact that he's not the bad person that he clearly is, yeah. um, which is probably the latter. Um, but that's on Max. Yeah. It's an hour and 45 minutes. Great. Great stuff. Um, I watched The Crowded Room. This is the Tom Hall. This is the Tom Holland Apple series. Tom Holland stars in it. It's based I've on a novel. I've heard bad things about this. I will, we'll get to those things in a second. It's got Tom, Tom Holland's in it. Um, Amanda Seyfried's in it. It's it's like develop. It's based on a novel that's developed by Akiva Goldsman, um, okay. a screenwriter and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, so this show's bad. It's a bad show. It's bad but watchable. <laughs> oh, so it kind of 
fun bad. I mean, it's watchable. Fun is a different word. Yeah. But, like, it, the story involves Tom Holland as a guy who... He take like in the first episode we see him try to take a shot at somebody and then he gets arrested and then we spend the rest of the episode the rest of the Con Air se- style the rest of the series we Amanda Seyfried's like a psychologist who's like asking a lot of questions trying to figure out why was he involved in this situation okay. what's going on this is I, Tom Holland with like the the like the long hair right? yes long hair yeah, Tom yeah. Holland this is the this is the show that he was he got he was so into the character that he has to take a break for a year from acting that's what he said I mean He's, if yeah. you got the financial means to do that do it. I feel like he has a, a buck or two in the bank. Okay, yeah. Uh, a pound or two in the bank, sorry. Um, <laughs> well, he lives in America with Zendaya now, so it's it's the U.S. system. He he has a he, <laughs> he has a few feud stamps in the bank. Okay. Um, he, he has cashier checks in the bank. <laughs> That's all that he requests? Yes. Just cashier's checks. No, he's, he, you know, he's uh, they call him Tom Crypto Holland now. He's huge in crypto. He <laughs> okay. has a bunch of Dogecoins. Um <laughs> What a what a 2021 reference. Regardless, regardless. So I can't take I can't talk more about what the show is because it's a giant spoiler to talk about what's going on with Tom Holland. Okay, which got is it. it's it, it's frustrating because from what I can understand, whatever happens in this story in the book it's based on, you understand much quickly, much more quickly than in the show. Got the it. show gives okay. you like maybe six episodes out of I think ten. Before it finally gives you like, oh yeah, this is what's going on with it. Are they doing like a runaround thing where it's like, oh, you might find I, out this I, episode. I can't, I can't get into it without yeah, yeah. like getting okay. more into it. The problem is the show's bad, <laughs> so yeah. it's like, because so I'm like, but like it makes you wait like halfway through before you finally figure out more because you're like, so what's the deal here? Like, what's what, the hook what do you mean of the show? By bad though, bad as far as I think all of the story elements are very contrived. Okay, the so bad writing then. It's it's. The bread, yeah, it's not great writing, it, okay. that, but that's not my main complaint. It's more, you already have characters involved in certain situations that are ba- that are you know troublesome, yeah. and then it's like let's add more drama on top of that. Mm. So it, it feels very soap opery as far as the amount of stuff that Tom Holland's character has gone through. So by the time you understand what's going on with him, you're like, well, okay, but geez, the the journey we had to go through to get to this, okay, but geez, <laughs> like, I, not not I, a I, great way for you to so it's make a very a story compelling it's a very frustrating show to watch yeah that said christopher abbott the, who plays yosari in the catch 22 show i just talked about he yeah. plays his lawyer in this show okay he's pretty good okay. <laughs> he, does the, he does the job i see why they cast him and it's not like in Tom, two like, shows and tom holland's not bad at all in here like it's nice to see him doing something it just asks a, i can see why he's saying i need to take a break from acting given the amount of stuff he has to do in this show uh-huh I just hope he just gets recharged and can do more because I feel like the Marvel Universe really kind of wore him out as far as being yeah. the, intri- the intriguing actor I liked in The Impossible. Right. Among other things. Well, I mean, he was like 12 years old in that movie. And he's certainly not a bad Spider-Man. It's just more of, God, they really put him through the ringer as far as yeah. getting him to be like a robot where you and, watch... And you un- certainly, like, he certainly tried things out. You know, we watched Cherry during the pandemic and... Which is not good. It's not good. <laughs> like, I mean, that was like a Russo thing. I don't he, know if it was and, Russo or if it was well, him. He's not great at it either. Yeah. He's not, like, terrible, but it's also like... Right, right. Eh. Yeah, the material doesn't maybe not see something. But try, I'm yeah. glad that he's trying things out. Yeah. So... Anything I'll, else on the TM front? I'll end on a high note here. Hi-hat. Killing it. With, Killing it. with uh, Craig Robinson and uh, what's her name? The Australian comedian. She's on Comedy Bang Bang a lot. Uh, ooh, on Comedy Bang Bang Australian? Cla- Claudio Doherty. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, yeah. This is the second season of Killing It. The okay. F- it inv- it's set in Florida. Craig Robinson's character, both of their characters are, it's about, the whole show's about the gig economy. Uh, okay. And then the first season, Craig Robinson's forced to basically kill snakes in the wild and turn them in for money. 
uh, kills this things because sounds the, like a hard job. It's a and it's a dark comedy. Okay. And the but the pop like the the, the area of Florida is like overwhelmed with snakes, so it's like yeah, kill a bunch of snakes. And you oh, I, I've seen The Simpsons. <laughs> the first season I thought was great. Second season. It goes into a different area than killing snakes. It goes to a new territory. They kill snakes for the entire first season? <laughs> yeah, that's the whole... That's, that's his whole job the first season? I mean, there's more to it than that, but that's like the basic, like... That's like the... the this show can go on forever. <laughs> well, they move they move past that in the second season. Yes, yeah, I know. Regardless, it's hilarious. Okay. It's a really funny show. Craig Robinson's great in it. Claudio Doherty's really good in yeah. it. Tim Heidecker has a role in it where he plays, like, okay. a really sinister businessman, and he's really good in it as well. What is his name? Who's Mr. Business? I don't know his no, name. Off it's worry. not. It's not silly like that. Like okay. it, it has. Like it's grounded in like a sense of realism as far as the darkness of the comedy, but it's still really funny and really okay. worthwhile. It's on Peacock, and so it's like, I I need more people to see this show sure. because I want it to keep going. Yeah. It's but it's it's so good and so well done, and yes, it's a very strong commentary on what it is to go like job to job and right. whatnot to like make and like he had like Craig Robinson has a. He has an ex-wife and a daughter that he's trying to provide for, so that's yeah. why he's getting into these like crazy businesses and whatnot. But it's just a good show. I okay. really like this show. So, yeah. Comedic Atlanta, got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's how I put you. Trademark. All right, let's move on now. Let's get to let's get to the big deal. That's right. Our review for Expend for Bulls. I got this situation where I need your help. I need bad friends. Was that the new guy? The sniper? Don't worry about it. I got a prescription scope. Well, Hawk guys, remember this face. Don't shoot it by accident. <laughs> <laughs> Terrorists have taken possession of nuclear missiles on a cargo ship off the coast. If these babies go off, it'll be World War III. Take cover! To choose this life over friends, yes! over family, it's time to get loud. Let's fly, baby! Can't stop addicted to the shooting. Come on, bring it. I'm gonna win big. Choose not to life of imitation. This did constitute the reservation. Now that's what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> that should have been some of the trail for Expend No, we did the trail. I'm keeping that in. That should have been some of the trail for Expend <laughs> First came The Expendables in 2010, where director Sylvester Stallone attempted a somewhat serious take on an action movie bringing together action heavyweights. 2012 gave us Expendables 2 from director Simon West, which brought on even more stars and went in an even campier direction thanks to Chuck Norris. Hmm. 2014's Expendables 3 made the unpredictable choice of going PG-13 and ended up as the lowest grossing entry. Now, nearly 10 years later, the series returns, back with an R rating, which it makes sure to definitely tell you. Literally, it says, definitely R-rated. Um, <laughs> and with a few less stars. But we gain action superstars Tony Jaw, Iko Uwes, Curtis 50 Cent Jackson, and Megan Fox for some reason. What's the plot? Who cares? It leads to a well-meaning mercenaries fighting and shooting a bunch of bad guys on a ship somewhere. Abe. Yes? Have you been anticipating a return of The Expendables? And what did you think of said return? I have not been anticipating any return of this, these anybody from this movie. Um, I thought that the movie was was pretty bad, and and you and I you and I just canned this movie maybe not too long ago. So these are I guess fresh off the grill takes, but this is a this is a movie that has almost like 
no real purpose of being made. There's no real reason why this movie should have been made. You and I had some good laughs throughout it, and it's kind of funny and, and whatever. You're, but I think that on a serious note, like they they wasted some good talent in this movie, which I'm really bummed out about because Jason Statham is he's a black belt in karate, and Eco Ace, we've seen him from the raid. We love this guy. He's done a, a number of other action movies, including things like John Wick, and then Tony Jaa. Fucking, you know, Ong Bak himself is here, and they just seemingly, like, don't let these guys... There are some cool battle sequences, but for the most part, there's, like, not really a whole lot of, like, really interesting cuts or really interesting edits. And again, from a story standpoint, like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, there was a lot of... There was a lot of just jumping around from scene to scene and going in from, like, just really bad dialogue. But if you wanted to go campy, and this has camp feel to it, you should have given me some fucking cool-ass lines. Like, oh, we won't be seeing that guy again. Or, like, you know, like, hey, like, uh, have an axe to the face. Or, I don't know, I can't even make up these cool lines. I'm trying to think of, like, you know, like, in Predator, he's got stick around. That's a great line from a terrible movie. I mean, actually, it's not. It's, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. But it's a terrible line that actually makes sense for, like, the movie that they're in. This movie itself is just, it's just not very good on any part. And... I, I feel bad because I think Jason Statham, he can give some good things. Like, there was some, some good stuff that he was giving me in this movie. But everybody else is just like, this is like a waste of everybody's time. I'll just note that Iku Ace hasn't been in John Wick yet. They did have other raid guys in John oh. Wick. Oh! They had, like, Mad they had, Dog. They had Mad, Mad, Mad Dog, Dog <laughs> was one of them, and then one of the other guys from John Wick. Got it, Iku okay. Ace hasn't, yeah. hasn't done it yet. Sorry, sorry. He did stand menacingly in a hallway during Force Awakens, though. We can't, we can't forget oh, that. Oh, that's right, yeah. He and Mad Dog. They stood, they stood in a hallway. J.J. Yeah. J. Abrams was like, I love the raid. Let's put them in the Star Wars movie. What are they going to do? They'll stand. They'll just stand there. They'll yeah. stand and do the thing that we're known for, delivering three lines of dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> They're on scale. Um, so this movie, Expend Four Bulls, uh, since I'm up in the barrier to, to quote, um, passed away rap legend Mac Dre, uh, this movie was stupid doo-doo dumb. Um, this is a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is uh, not very, not very good. Uh... Not very good at all. Um, Expend Four, Expend Four Bulls is the worst of the series. Um, I, I, I can't say I'm like a huge fan of the Expendable series. I feel like it's been a constant case of... There should be more to this than I'm getting, uh, where I think the first one just took it way too seriously. The second one, like, was more of the speed of what I'm hoping for, but it still just wasn't a very good movie, despite some wonderful villainy from John claude Van Damme. The third That's one, I right. third one I can barely remember, except for Antonio Banderas being great at it, um, okay. and it having like it had fun, but it did feel limited by the fact that it was PG-13. That's not necessarily like a something that I require for my action movies. The first two are the first two were R, and then they went like they went younger and PG. Like they went like literally because well, they, they had they had Liam uh, Hemsworth. No, he's in the second one, and, oh, he, and he gets he gets stabbed he gets in the, right he gets away. stabbed in the chest by. <laughs> no, the, the sec- he wrote a love letter. <laughs> the, the third one, which you might which you won't remember, Glenn Powell was in the third movie of all people. I, I did remember uh, that. Yeah, uh, it was him and like Ronda Rousey. And they were the main bads. No, they were they were oh, no, the young. No, guys. the main bad guy was Mel Gibson. More of a reason for me not to like that movie. Um but like they but they had they had they like brought in younger expendables yeah. and like Terry Crews and all of them were That's like right. I guess we're not gonna be here for a while and then come back at the end of course because of course they do. Yeah. Uh regardless, the movie wasn't good either. Uh, this movie though somehow was bad worse than all of them. Yeah. Um I I yeah, I don't deny that we had a certain level of fun as far as we're certainly in- watching this movie and being entertained by how not well done it is. 
But yeah, the action's not good or particularly memorable. The it often looks quite cheap. Yeah. Um, it doesn't utilize its cast all that well because after the first like twenty minutes, basically comes just a Jason Statham movie. I'm not against seeing a Jason Statham movie, but it's like you can tell why that there's not as many expendables this time around because <laughs> it's like who are we left with? Well, we still got Couture and Lundgren. And I guess we're adding on some randos, uh, including Megan Fox for some reason. And, and she's got her own team too, which is I think only like another woman. <laughs> and and then and like even like because you can tell where the gaps were. They're like, well, Terry Crews I guess is busy. Who do we get? Fifty Cent. Okay, done. Oh, uh, Banderas is also busy, being a legit Oscar-nominated actor. So Did he die in the third one? No. Okay. He was just I assume busy. So they're like, well, we'll get a guy that plays his son. Yeah. And he's not even on the poster. Like, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's like. So we got, like, a kind of budget version of The Expendables and Statham doing nothing all that interesting on a, a like, it's it's not a very, like, I wouldn't say The Expendables movies were, like, glow-trotting movies, but, like, it felt like there was variety in what we're on. This movie's, sure. like, they go to one place, then they go to another place, and yeah. that's the movie. <laughs> like there's And they there's, get there fairly quickly, as we were pointing and out. They're on, and, like, by the time they get there, like, okay, so they're going to take this giant cargo ship to, like, some other place. Nope. The cargo ship's like an hour of the movie. Yeah. Like, and that's it. That's the whole rest of the movie. Um, no, there's not a lot here, uh, which is like, it's not like it's unfortunate because it's like, it's not like the, the bar was very high for Yeah, I don't know if you and I were expecting like. But at the same time, it's like, movie. it's like, hey, Stallone and Statham back together again, do another one of these. Sure. You're throwing yeah. in a few people. Like, Lundgren tends to have fun in these movies and he's having fun here. But I mean, ish. It, but I mean, yeah. but yes, it's nothing to write. It's not a memory. It's not like it's the best. It's not even he, the he best. He doesn't have the best, yeah, Lundgren lines. Well, it's weird because it's like they, oh, well. they, they established early on. Yeah, my sni- I, I I wear glasses now. My sniper has a prescription scope, and then it like doesn't work. And it's like, wait, what's the point of the prescription scope yeah. if it doesn't do if it doesn't work properly? He's also telling you a bad thing about alcoholism, which yeah. I didn't like. But <laughs> but keep going. Well, it's like it's arcs that come out of nowhere. As far as like you're mentioning that, it's like the idea is I guess he's quit. He's guess he's sobered up at some points. Six and, months. And does he say that? Yeah. Oh, so I just missed this line. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But he, but he, it's like his spinach apparently because he needed his alcohol. Yeah, to exactly. Shoot yeah. People effectively. There's never any stakes in this film. No. There is never a point where Jason Statham is uh, like Aaron, str- Aaron. struggling to fight anybody. There's a nuclear bomb and there are no stakes in this movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's never any sense of danger for any of these guys, and I get right. that they're the Expendables. So yes, I do. You know, it's like I'm, I'm not expecting like random henchmen to kill these guys off. Yeah. At the same time, though, it's like. They just float through this thing. Like there is not a point where you're like, "Oh, how's it gonna get out of this this rumble?" Right. <laughs> it's it's bad. It's a, a bad rumble. movie. <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, I, I want to get into some plot things before we get into some more uh, real criticism, I guess. Yeah. But some of the plot things were just it. It doesn't make any sense for them to be this this team that is a an, an offshoot of some secret military branch. Well, they're like mercenaries is my understanding. Like, that's the whole thing. That are being dictated to by, like, a government yeah, agent? Yeah, which okay. is weird. Yeah, it's, and then, like, I don't know. It's how, so loose. <laughs> yeah. They're getting they're getting these, like, international, like, off-book uh, missions, black ops missions. Handed to them by Andy Garcia, who always, like, walks into the frame with a toothpick in his yeah. mouth. It's like, here's the latest He's mission, just guys. hanging out in the shadows. He doesn't have a wife or her family. He just, like, does nothing. But yeah, they, they're just like, uh, and I, I don't know how they're gonna explain this to the government when they're like, we launched, or there was like a nuclear bomb. It may or may not have gone off, and um, we were we were in uh, the South Pacific, 
and now we're like in we traveled up to like the the Russian border like there, there should be a, like a ton of alarm bells going off and you know I will I will try to give them a little bit of credit like they tried to make this as like vague as possible who the threat was almost Top Gun Maverick style where it's like well if we don't do this there's gonna be World War Three well it's it's mercenaries versus mercenaries it's Ego yeah. Ace who's just like. I, like I, I'm doing this thing to because uh, that's what the plot requires me to do. This is true. I'm working for somebody. You don't know who. There's well, some, he's working for Ocelot. Well, yeah, we don't know who that. We don't yeah. know who Ocelot is. Yeah, we have yeah. to like wait and find out. Maybe right. if we do, and it's some you know whatever for, you know whatever shady reason they want to come up with, and then like even like the the goal of Ocelot is not like anything that's you know politically I don't know motivated. What the goal was. Money. It's money. It's always money. Well, okay. Remember, yeah. even says we yeah, make a lot of money. Guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll make. A, yeah, yeah. All right. But yeah, no, uh, I want to get into some other things here, which is, um, in terms of Expendables, the series, was this something that was, uh, did, did he always plan this? Like, Stallone wrote and directed the first one, right? Yes. He did not write the second one. I think he has, like, a story credit on the second okay. one. Okay. So is this one of those things where we're going to get these in perpetuity? Because none of this, like what you said, matters. I mean, like, that's ideally what should be fine about this. It should be fine to be, like, every few years... Stallone and Statham and whoever else get together again to make a giant action movie featuring a bunch of like modern day action stars. That's on its on the surface. I have nothing. I have nothing against that. That's fine with me. But there's just. I mean, it comes down to execution. There's just nothing here that like makes it. it there's nothing here that makes me think. I hope these guys get together again to do another one of yeah. these. Yeah. And and have you ever felt as though these movies are sort of defined by anything? Meaning like, oh, camaraderie is like their name of the game, and or that's like, that's the, that's what they want it to be for yeah. sure. Like that, like I have a joke to myself where I think the Expendables three character posters are the best character posters of all time because they're it's all. It's always like Stallone like lighting a cigar. Yeah, but but those ones in particular are, it's 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 photos of them having photos taken of them. So it's oh. like so it's like a separate angle. Yeah, yeah, so you yeah, can yeah. see cuz you can see that they're all having they're a great having time cuz it's cuz they're they're basically outtakes of the photos they're taking. Sure. So yeah. And like that's the Good point. And even all the trailers for the most part are always like they want to play up they like look at us laughing along with each other. We're expendables and we have a good time. Like I think I think there's also like a lot of like, you know, pop culture items with them, right? So it's like, hey, look at me and Dolph Lundgren. Like, look at me and fucking, like, you know, the guy that I fought in Rocky Four. Well, that's the novelty. Like, that was, like, the first one. It's like yeah. Stallone and Schwarzenegger and Willis are together in the same room. You never oh. see that happen. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, it, it, my issue is it didn't pay off the first time. So it's always this trying is, to, this is a good it's point. always trying to keep it up, keep up some expectation that just didn't work out the first time around. Yeah. Largely because I think the first one, it's too. It's a serious. It tries to be like this matters, and it's like, why does this matter? This is a movie about yeah. a bunch of guys with arms throwing people around and shooting stuff. Like that's <laughs> why is Mickey Rourke giving me like a dramatic monologue? That's right, Mickey Rourke. Yeah, why is he giving me this dramatic monologue? I don't care about this. Just go kill Eric Roberts. Like I, I don't, that's yeah. all I need. So that and that's why the second one I think is like by default the best of the three. I feel like it does the close. It's it, it, it catches it, itself. It's and the closest knows what to being a consistent tone. Yeah, where okay. like. Even like Van Damme's completely in on it. Well, no, that guy's uh, like super like, uh, like uh, uh, goofball. He seems that he's very in on the joke in yeah. that one, and like you're throwing in Chuck Norris just so he can tell a Chuck Norris joke. Well, he, and then, like, he, he does like he does uh, he, two minutes. He does like he did, yeah he does yeah. he does a tight two minutes. Yeah, he put, he put it's he, actually very funny. He because he throws it as one of his own Chuck Norris yeah. jokes, and then he like shoots a bunch of people or whatever. Right, and like the in the movie's tone in general, it just it feels like it captures an idea of what this could be at its best. Right. 
or not its best, but like at the the best of these anyway. Yeah, where where it should have probably pivoted from the beginning. And then know. so like they're always been like kind of loose in like what they're going like to and onward. So like this one is yeah, if you if you to answer your question as far as like what's the signature element of the series, yeah. it is the idea of the camaraderie between these like you know, these grizzled action stars or what have you. I guess, but I think at a certain point, you know, like, I just, it's not that, you have to have some sense of, like, purpose for these. And I don't, I don't know what the, we, you and I are recording this early, so the box office receipts haven't really been totaled. We already, like, the the, the speculations are, it's going to be the lowest grossing one of the series. Like, it's well, going to make, it's going to make, like, 12 or 13 million, that's maybe. That's not good. That's not good. It's a hundred yeah. million dollar movie. It'll sell overseas, because they do. That's, I was like, we watched the credits, we saw that they were filming a lot in Eastern Europe. It'll, it'll, these always have sold overseas well enough, because sure. you, ha- you still have Stallone and State, like, they're names that work overseas for sure. And I guess they have, like, it, you know, the, the cast from, like, Thailand and, and the Indonesian it, It'll make its budget back and then some, I'm sure, but it won't be a hit here by yeah. any means. Okay. Um, I have a question for you just around um, this movie is very focused on Statham. Were yep. the other three and two? Not number one. That's definitely like a Stallone vehicle. What, one and two were like one for sure was a Statham Stallone movie. Yeah. It was a, that was, that was, it was, which was unexpected at the time because at the time you're seeing the trailers and while I wasn't expecting like Schwarzenegger and Willis to be in it all the way. Yeah, same. I was, I was thinking it'd be Stallone, Statham, Couture, Cruise right. ensemble, uh, like yeah, I thought it'd be that, and it's not. It's like for the you know, it's like a two. I assume it's a two-hour movie if I recall correctly. Like two-thirds of that is mainly Stallone and Statham just being buddies, yeah. going around and whatnot, and then like the others get involved at the end. Yeah, two. I think it's pretty. I think they're pretty much together for most of the, like all of them are together for a lot of the movie, but okay. it's still like. Stallone's still like the star yeah. of the movie. Three is very much Stallone because I think they're they're all like gone for a while. It's Stallone and Kelsey Grammer is with him to like recruit the new people. Sideshow Bob. That sideshow, sideshow Bob himself. Yes. <laughs> no, there is Par- Paramount Plus is Frazier. I mean, I'm actually excited for him to go back to Boston. It's weird that he's go, but he's there's no there's no Niles and and Daphne and Mahoney died. Yeah, it's true. It's, I, I don't know what that show's going to be. It's just a Kelsey Grammer show. Yeah, his son's supposed to be. There. I didn't watch Frasier though, so I don't have a detachment. It's actually to it. pretty funny. I know. I'm sure it is. <laughs> I just like I don't have a time to be like. No, no. I didn't watch this ten se- season ep- series. Let me catch up on that right yeah. away. <laughs> In any case, the, the reason I'm asking about no, the we're going to talk about no, Frasier. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, you're on the line, Ross. Put him on. Uh, no, I don't know what this reference means. <laughs> No, but the reason I'm asking is because uh, Statham is is heavily featured in this fourth yes. one, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, this is actually a very like natural progressive move, progressive, progressive, yeah, progressive move, just to be like, well, Stallone is like pushing eighty something. Mm-hmm. It kind of makes sense for for Statham just to pick up the mantle and be like, great, well, you know, you've been in action movies, you started out in action movies, you can actually move into like a different uh, wheelhouse, which is like the the Liam Neeson, Keanu Reeves style action movie where you're an older gentleman, but you can still kick a lot of ass. And I was like, okay, well, this actually kind of makes sense, especially with some of the way that the plot unfolds. Uh-huh. Like, oh, this is, this is actually a really natural way for you guys to hand off, um, moving this over into a Jason Statham type of movie. And then it, it actually possibly could become much more action oriented in the fifth one or the sixth one or what have you but you know some stupid plot elements happen and I'm like what the fuck is going on here so hey just curious about your your view on was this like a a changing of the guard so to speak I mean it's certainly it's certainly angling that way I, it's like Stallone well, gets Megan Fox I guess Stallone gets the yeah the action superstar Stallone gets the and credits um, and you know yeah he is 
he's both older and busy. Like he has he has his own Paramount Plus show. He has two because he has re- his reality show. <laughs> yeah, as you informed me about. Yeah, yeah. He has a reality show and he has the Tulsa King. And he's just, he's Stallone. I assume he's, you know, got things he's going on. He's, he's got to go get another, like, you know, facelift. And, like, yes, it makes sense. And, and Statham, you know, he's getting older, too. So it makes he sense is. to put him in more in a leader role, more of the elder statesman role at this point. Right. Um, I, it makes plenty of sense to see him kind of, you know, being pushed up as the, you know, the leader. And, you know, Statham's. He's capable he, of this. But he's also, you know, he's he's very popular. I don't know what the yeah. Stallone draw is these days as far as box office is concerned. And even when he was in his, point. and even when he was, you know, in the '80s and '90s, it was a mixed bag if he wasn't playing one of his signature characters. Yeah, Cliffhanger and Deb, like he had a run there where it was like Cliffhanger up until Daylight. He was like, oh, he's actually like make, drawing people into the yeah, that's again. a good point. But like around, around those. Like driven. What was the movie plot. where he was the sheriff of the small town? Copland. Yeah, that well, was that, that was. That's the, also like where he was trying to get an. Oscar. That was his Oscar play. Yeah. yeah, and I think that after that, it's like I think that he kind of found that, his placement. Well, like, uh, well, Copland was that was after that became the dregs because it was yes he did a few things like he did he did um was it Driven which was a giant flop yeah so yeah, Rennie Harlan movie, movie yeah. yeah. Um, and then it was like he did like the Get Carter remake, which that's is another, right. Yeah. And, that, and then he went to he went to DTV. He went to direct video movies for a long time. He was like one of the first like big action star guys to start doing direct video movies. Why have I never? I, have I ever even heard of any of his director movie? I mean, it would be surprising if you haven't, just because you don't okay. pay attention to direct DTV, yeah, yeah, DTV yeah. movies. But like, yeah, he has a few in yeah. there. So it, it was kind of like a tough, a tough go for him. Yeah, and then like Rocky Balboa helped kick things back like up 2006 again. Two thousand and six. That's so six, yeah. and then he does Rambo, and that helps again too. And then he, you know, yeah, and then so he brings back his his old plays. He basically. brings back his old plays, and then it, yeah. then Expendables happens, and that helps. And then you know, yeah. And so it, uh, and then, like the creeds, obviously come in. Eventually yeah, and everything too. I mean, so, he's like, having some trouble with that. Though. So, like, I mean, yeah, still, I mean, he's never not been a movie star, but certainly, you know, he's had a lot of ups and downs over time, and now he's in a position where he's doing TV and stuff, right. and he's got, you know, he's a, he's a businessman. Like, and he's doing direct, he is. he's doing these director's cuts of like he did, you know, the Rocky Four director's cut. He's got a Balboa one coming as well. I think that probably, I assume, a five will have to happen eventually. I, Ivan Drago, yeah, okay, yeah. he's well, that's yeah, because. It, well, five isn't his though, so that's probably five, why I wouldn't. Five isn't not his. Five is Batman Al- the Machine Gun. No, because it's one. One and five are John Avildsen who did a Karate Kid. Oh, um, but I didn't know the five. Two, was, okay. three, four, and Balboa, Balboa are all. Yeah, him. and Creed. No, Creed is Creed, oh Creed Creed's Creed. Creed. My bad, my bad, my yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, so in terms of handing it off to Statham, yeah, okay, like he's right. it, you know especially for like a franchise that's. Ideally, this fluid where you can just have people drop in and out. It seems, yeah, yeah it, like it just seems like a vehicle. I, this is actually another follow-up question, which is the the cash cowness of this, which uh-huh. you sort of talked about. Yeah, it's like, well, if this movie, we'll see how it does, you know, both internationally and domestically. But if it is one of those things where you could just do every six years or every like three years, well, they'll get. I can see where they could do that. They'll get less and less expensive. That's the thing because this one costs a hundred million dollars. This costs a hundred million dollars. Doesn't look it. I was gonna we're say, gonna, this, yeah, I was like, where gonna, did this go? We're gonna talk about another movie next week. It costs eighty million dollars. Yeah, it does not look like eighty million dollars. Looks like a lot more. Um, <laughs> so the, this movie is a hundred million dollars. Um, but you have a lot of, I mean, quote unquote, you have a lot of people. You have Stallone. You have Statham. You have Jackson. You have Fox. Whatever, the, and you know all the rest. Whatever that adds up to, along with making the movie hundred million. Okay. Yeah. I would assume if you keep making these, especially because this one's going to un- underperform so much in America, while it still probably comes up at least even over overall. Yeah, 
you go cheaper next time and you have less and less people. Like Couture, probably a bargain. Probably keep him around. I mean, that, yeah. And stay, you know, if and you have. Is had, he a union? He probably is at this point. I mean, it won't matter by the time they actually start making another one of these. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, you know, as long as you have Statham, <laughs> as long as you, you maybe Stallone gives a cameo or something. And you have Couture by default because again he's a bargain. Yeah. Uh, you can pretty much pop anybody else in there. Yeah. And you'll start popping in. You'll start pop, popping in like um, direct video stars like Michael Jai White, um, not Scott Atkins because he's in two and he dies, uh, or unless he comes back. Me. And he, unless he comes back and he plays a different character, which I completely entertained. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Again, twin brother stuff really is like part of this universe. Well, that's the thing. Too. That's what I'm saying. Like it could be more fun. That's. It's just not. It, not that it's fun. It would be fun if they did silly stuff like that. Yeah, because you're telling me all this stuff, and you know, Frank Grillo would be in here for sure. I, I guarantee you. Hasn't Frank, he already been You in would this? think so. I guarantee you Frank Grillo's going to okay. stop by in one of these. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have to. I mean, after he after he's done doing his press work for Lamborghini. That just makes sense. But, um, no, there there's a whole entire, like, when you're talking about all this stuff about how these people are just coming in and out of missions and whatever else, like, you know, I know that Wanted is based off, like, a, a graphic novel slash comic book. Yeah. But that's, like, a movie where it's, like, well, at least it has something interesting to, to show me, but also to say about, you know, where this, uh, uh, this oh. secret society thing could be doing like this is actually a fun thing okay yeah that's... like this is not like the Expendable movies they've <laughs> I don't know if they the first one I can't remember but I don't know if they've actually ever really tried anything that is like you know no, the, the first one does of that's interest the, the first one try, again the first one tries to be serious as far as it's it's trying to be like it's the, a mercenary squad that is like but it's know, trying to be like the wild bunch where it's like these guys that all have this yeah, history yeah, yeah. and they want to like they're introspective like that's what Mickey Rourke's doing he's trying to like make these big speeches like we got to do this, yeah. not because we had we need to, because we have to, because of our ways or what. Like I, you know, it's trying, okay. it's trying to have something to say about like being older action heroes that yeah. are going in for which a is actually issue. really like it. If you actually, you know, I'm not saying that they should make a Exodus Five about the death of like the the '80s action movie mm-hmm. star, but I'm saying like if you did talk about things like that, you know, the most when you were saying that the the character that I thought was probably the second most interesting behind Satham was Tony Jaa. But, like, his creed of just, like, hey, you know, I've been a killer my whole life, and after a while, it just, you start to lose yourself. Mm -hmm. And that becomes a a big problem for me because I don't want to forget that uh, I I should exist in this world and be a good person as much as I can be. Mm -hmm. And and then, like, it fucking just goes out the window. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't have anything to offer in, in, in those regards. So it's like... But I, I don't, you know, I don't necessarily need it if the movie's at least good. If there's like action that works in yeah. these movies, or if there's characters I enjoy watching because hey, they're hanging out and they're having a fun time together. Like if the chemistry's there, uh, uh, yeah, it, I would I'm, agree. What I'm, but I'm saying that this movie doesn't have those things, yeah, so it's yeah, just yeah. it's losing out. I I don't know what you do. Well, I know what you do in the sequels. You just keep making more of this. I just hope they're more successful than these things are, as far as giving me something that's quality. And you know, in an ideal world. You brought like this director. This director of the movie Scott Waugh, who did the uh, who did Need for Speed, which we both did not like at all. Yeah. Uh, he did uh, Act of Valor, which was that like real Navy he was Seals the real Navy movie. Seals, yeah. He did um, that Hidden Strike movie I talked about a few weeks ago of John Cena and Jackie Chan. He is not incapable of making action sequences, but like if you look at if you look at this, you wouldn't think, well, this guy clearly at least has a visual eye. Does like, not have not, a visual it's not, eye. It's not. It's not what. It, not I think what, partially like Tony Jaa probably directed his own scene. Like like, uh, well, like they they know Donnie Yen's they style. can choreograph their stuff for sure, yeah. but yeah, they're not you know they're not telling people where to put the cameras, sure. but re- and or edit it. You know, I think if you keep doing these and they become less expensive, 
you could at least hire on some of these direct-to-video d- directors that do a good job in those movies. The, the, yeah. only, the only thing those movies lack is more star power, but, yeah. like, they are... They have good act. Like a friend of the show, Brandon Schustig, he's a huge proponent of DTV action. People like Scott Adkins or Michael J. Yeah. White because they are very good martial artists and they work with directors that are all stuntmen or whatnot that know what to do as far as that. that's yeah. what that's why John Wick's such a big thing that's because right. it's all based around this. That's kind why it of looks thing. so good. Yeah, because yeah. they have these people that from know an how action to do this. and editing standpoint. Yeah. So it's like it, the the best pivot this thing could do is head more towards that area despite, while still being theatrical releases. Sure. Because you could probably at least get quality stuff out of them even if the plots still are whatever. Like, you at least get good action which yeah. is what, ultimately what you want in a movie like this. So I want to ask you a question uh, uh, which might be twofold but the question is sort of what we were just talking about there. Do you feel as though there might be like uh, a saturation of older action stars in these action vehicles? I'm not talking about just like the John Wicks of the world I'm also talking about like Liam Neeson. You've seen him do a lot of these things since his um, Taken Days. Even now, like his most recent movie is about him sort of being an older action star. Um, and then, uh, again, we talked about Statham and, uh, sure, Reeves. But the flip side question to that is, who else is coming into the fray here from, like, an up-and-coming actor or, like, a, an established, quote-unquote, younger actor, probably, like, 40 and under, that could possibly do an action movie like this? Well, to answer your first question, do we have a saturation of this? No, okay. but we do have an audience that doesn't care either. I mean, if you want to talk about action stars or, like, you know, people in big-budget movies featuring action, the the largest example this year that failed was Indiana Jones. I mean, Harrison Ford is Indiana Jones. Yeah. That is a he is a action star. He is in his 80s, and that movie yeah. did not do well. People didn't want to see it. I mean, regardless of marketing, what have you, it's not like people didn't know there was a new Indiana Jones movie out there. And yeah. they chose not to go for the most part, which yeah, yeah. sucks. Like it made um, less than two hundred million, right? And even yes, and even the no, 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 no it made more than two hundred million. But okay. well, at the, you in domestic, domestic, yes. yeah. domestic. Um, and you know Liam Neeson, he's he's not churning these out as much, but like he's also an aging action. He's star, an aging though. action and star. Again, but, like I feel like his star has. But it, but in terms of saturation, I don't I don't feel like every week I get another one of these. Okay, like I, that's that. Nor am I bothered by the amount that we have. I don't yeah. feel like I have fatigue of seeing people like you know charismatic action movie stars in movies. Yeah, and so many of them just moved on. Like Arnold's not doing anything. Willis can't do anything. Well, Arnold is very into like his uh, like he he knows that he's in his twilight years. He's very much more into like his and he's explored his, like um, philanthropy. Yes, and he's explored like in his the movies he's done. He's explored other stuff, which is interesting. Yeah, including uh, the movie Zeus, uh, where he you know orders a coffee. Yeah, yeah that yeah. movie. Um, <laughs> Ter- there was hair and makeup, Aaron. In, ter- in, t- in terms of who's next, well, that's the that's the bigger issue. As far- and, and I'm not asking for like specifically like, well, who do you think is gonna be? It's more just like, I don't know if there if uh, the the genre of action, action and adventure, is one that people like are. Oh, we should go out and go see this movie on Friday night because we don't have those in terms of straight up action movie yeah. anymore. We have yeah, IP, yeah. we have superhero movies, right. we have things that are. Already created, you know what's crazy? That will be occupied by somebody. I didn't even lump in the superhero category into this action thing because uh-huh. I don't think that they're the same. It well, but it's a catch-all. It's the yeah. same. It's the same logic as thinking, why don't we have comedies anymore? Well, we do have comedies. They're in action. They're in, they're in superhero movies. They're in genre movies. Man, what a weird thought. Yeah, well, yeah. no. Um, but I mean, yeah. So we're, like, because we're getting the bombardment of stuff in theaters is four quadrant stuff that's IP. It, it <laughs> good point. Yeah, we've talked about that a lot. It's either that or something super small. There's no mid. There's no mid-budget movie. 
Yeah, which Adam Devine talked about. Yeah, I mean, and that's not a new thing. I'm not the first person saying this by any means, let alone for the, it's not, (laughs) it's been years of this. Yeah. Before the pandemic, this was the case. You don't get many, like, straight up comedies or straight up dramas anymore. You you have independence and whatnot because they're the only ones, the only ways they, those things can get funded if they're on a smaller budget. Sure, Otherwise, sure. if you want a big action movie, it's not only an action movie; it's also a superhero movie, and it's a comedy, and it's a sci-fi movie. Yeah, like, and, and uh, you know we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about the creator next week, which could be sci-fi slash action perhaps. Uh, and I'm curious to talk to you about it. I haven't seen it yet, uh, but you know I I'm also thinking about like what happened last summer with Top Gun Maverick, which is uh-huh. like it's not an original action movie per se; it's based off of a a movie from 1986. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, and uh, Tom Cruise is probably the only person that could play this person. He did bring on younger people, but I don't think that those younger people may be uh, Glenn Powell. Glenn Powell is the very, one who... He's not very young anymore. He's like 38, 37. Sure. But it's like one of those things where it's like, yeah, I think that he could be an action... Right. And he's got a movie coming out with Linklater. Linklater called Hitman that yeah. he's supposed to be fantastic in. And, and like his star presence, like it's not, you know, he's not a... You can't walk down the street and say Glenn Powell. People know who you're talking about necessarily, sure. but he's certainly a person that's been up and coming for a while now right. at this point, yeah. and so the right combination of things could actually you know get his name yeah. bigger up in there. But I don't think he's necessarily also like pining away to be an action star either. I hear you, but yeah, I mean, thanks for the answer. Like on my question of ostensibly, like, is this the death of the action? But movie? it's also been a while since we've had like new actions that aren't like direct right. video stars. Yeah. Like Statham's one of the last like new action stars that became like a guy known for action. How did he get on the scene? Transporter series? Well, it, I mean, there was the Guy Ritchie films with Snatch That's and Lockstock, right. right. and then he all then he yes, then he did the Transporter movie, and that that, yeah. that pumped him up a whole bunch. And I guess you could say like you know in 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 vain of that too, Let's Daniel the- Craig. Daniel Craig, I mean, but only though, as like he's not doing action movies yeah, outside exactly. of Bond. It's it's Statham and Rock, like those are the two that like became like action stars. And they made a movie together eventually. Uh, and they shook hands and said, you know, friendship and teamwork is the way to, to get out of this. Yeah, and like even Diesel only does Fast and Furious movies. I mean, it's you yeah, know, there's not, yeah. it's just not a thing anymore. At, le- at, yeah. le- at least as far as mainstream the thing, again, instead of be outside of superhero movies. Yeah. Because you're not going to look at Paul Rudd and Chris Evans and be like, oh yeah, action stars, Paul Rudd and Chris Evans no. and Robert Downey Jr. And Chris- Actually, I could see Chris Evans or Chris, Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth, yeah. had, but I mean, look at the receipts. No, no one's seeing his movies that aren't Thor. And, it yeah. would, and Extraction is Netflix. I was going to say, like, well, how did the Extraction series, <laughs> that's, like, that's, those, are, those are Netflix yeah. movies. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, he's the, like he, is he known for having a big body that could be used for action? Yes. But sure. who's seeing those movies with him in them? Yeah. Men in Black point. flopped. Black Hat International, flops. please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it, so we, we just don't, we don't have that to begin with as far as new, beyond, beyond like, direct-to-video stars or whatnot that have risen up. And that's why John Wick is such a great thing as far as, yes, you have an A-list action star sure. in an A-list action movie franchise, and, he's bringing, and it, he's, he's bringing in constantly all these great people that you don't normally see on the big yeah, screen. Yeah, and it also is dealing with uh, themes and topics that you could dissect you can, are If you to want to, about. yes. Yeah. If, if you want to do that, yes. Yeah. If you're just looking for the action, it's there. Yeah, exa- <laughs> exactly. Yeah, But, okay, well... Unfortunate, and you know maybe maybe we'll see uh, you know Jacob Elordi or whoever start, start becoming an action All star. Seven foot eight of them, exactly. Yeah, yeah, in his British accent. I like that his his quote was like, you know, I don't like when I walk into a restaurant and people are just all they turn around and stare at me. It's like it's because you're seven feet tall, man. Like nobody is looking at you because they're like, oh, who is that Jacob Elordi? They're it's because you're fucking like a giant. I would turn too, and then I'd be like, oh, he must be famous because you know people are taking photos of him. 
Is there anything else about Expendables that we need to talk about? I, I thought we were already done. <laughs> I'm just curious we, if there's we, anything else to go over. <laughs> this movie is nonsense. It's it's complete nonsense. It's poorly written. It has contrived plot points. And the only thing that made it worthwhile is, like, you and I are sitting next to each other. Kind of just, like, you know, egging this movie as we're watching it. Uh-huh. And if I watch this alone, like, you know, as we as we normally would tend to do. You'd be bored. I would have I would have been like, this is, yeah, I would have been checking my time. And I would have been like, I, I don't know if this is a movie that I would be like, oh, let me let me get my phone out. Hmm. That's a very rare thing. I don't it only happens, like, once or twice where I'm like, how much longer is this movie? Oh, that kind of thing, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, like, I would never take it out just to, like, check Twitter. It's more just like, let me... You know, check what time it and is. By, by the by, the fifth hour that we were still on this boat, I was like, okay, so this is just the whole movie now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, there's um, there's nothing really of interest in this movie, and I don't even think that this would be one of those things where you would say like, hey, yeah, it's a fun watch. You should go out and like see this. This is literally a movie that you should watch at home that uh, you can just make fun of on the screen with your friends. Yeah, it <laughs> it doesn't. There's no benefit from it as far as seeing a group of these action people doing doing stuff together again, and it's a shame because I do I do feel like there's still potential to there's always been potential in this. I mean that's what I've been saying from the start. Like the first one, it just didn't give me that thing. Second one, pretty much got there, but still wasn't you know more worth more more could have been done. And then since then, it's just been you know dra- drafting off of like whatever little juice it had yeah i'm not like i like we've said it's not like oh i hope they make a fifth one of these because i'm not excited for more expendables based on the fact that they've done four of these and only like one of them is kind of competent yeah I, but i can't not say i don't see potential here and i do th- like if they announced like if they if they announced like the, that like some like big direct video director was taking this on and Statham was back and he's joined by Michael J. White and Scott Adkins and um, that one guy Mark Mark Zoror, uh-huh. um, who's the big boofy beefy guy in John Wick three yeah. John Wick four that, that they have to fight on the stairs yeah um, the 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 Italian boss guy yeah like if like if if or they start Spanish. if they started he's a I want to say Portuguese Brazilian okay uh, Brazilian Portuguese. Um, no, no, Chilean. He's Chilean. Ah, That's okay. what it yeah. is. Sorry. Uh, but if they announce like, something like that, I'm like, okay, maybe you're going in a direction here. Yeah. But I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I'm not looking forward to more. I'm not looking forward day. to more of it either. And again, I don't, I don't want to give out free ideas, but the idea would that I would have would just be, you don't make it like Lord and Miller type of like in joke <laughs> kind of thing, but you can do something of that where it's like, hey, we got to go on this mission. Like, you know, not super meta because that'd just be like that'd be a waste of everybody's time too. But at least have just just make it an '80s plot point movie, yeah. and that would actually be totally fun. And be like, oh, that's cool that they made something in 2025 that is based off like a movie from like 1988 that we've that everybody's seen, and they're just making it with like modern uh, things and technology, but the same actors that don't know that they played the same thing like back then. I and this is like not a time to Yeah, yeah where it's just like. Just make this true lies, uh, but uh, nobody can do that because death—that's that's our boy James. Well, see the thing. The thing is, they made an Expendables movie in the '80s. It was called Predator. <laughs> that is, and, but that the, turned that, out to be a really good movie. Well, it's great, but I'm yeah. saying they like the best version of this exists already, where they got all and it and it's in on its own joke for that first half, where they're like, "Look at this giant, like ridiculous action mission that all these tough guys are on." Yeah, and they're saying the one-liners and they're goofing around yeah, or whatnot, yeah. and then it becomes a horror movie. And then, yeah, it's so like, yeah. <laughs> it becomes a, a, like a, a fucking hill, like horrific horror movie. So it's like I don't like I don't know how you top anything like that. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. When should people see Expendables? 
You should watch it at home with television commercials built in. <laughs> It's it's one of those. Yeah, no, this is bad. I mean, it's it's the worst of these. So I wouldn't even say like, oh, make sure to marathon all these and get an end of expender for it. I just say like, yeah, I guess if it's on TV at some point, you never saw it before. You could sit down for a bit and deal with it. <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah. not it's not good. It's really it's really bad. <laughs> yeah, you know what's weird is like you know Jason Statham is wearing his same like cardigan from Wrath of Man. Just go watch that movie instead. Watch, like, movie, watch most Jason Statham movies It's not even like instead. a... This is not, a, this is not a, a good movie for you to really, like, spend money on or your real time on, which is why I think you're not on the same page. Like, if you're folding laundry and watching this in the background, fine. Meg 2 or Expend Bulls. I would take Meg 2 over this. I would too, yes. And we... I have problems with Meg 2, <laughs> including not giving an action sequence to, like, you know, a huge Chinese star, uh, Wu Jing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, this is a. Yeah, it's not like the expectations were high, but it was still like oh, this is pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we've done it. We've talked about expend for bowls and other things. Let's move on now. Let's get to some out now feedback. Feedback, feedback. Whoa, whoa. feedback, feedback, feedback. This is where I go to the various questions and answers on my Facebook page, Pistol the Cops of Shotgun Podcast. We ask a number of questions to the listeners, and they give us some answers. And we do have a few questions. Wow. Uh, first up here is, who would be on your team of expendables? Philip Hurd writes, Tom Cruise, Michelle Yeoh, Jackie Chan, Emily Blunt, John Krasinski, Chris Pratt, and Andrews Elba. See, he's named, actually, two people that I think are interesting. John Krasinski and Andrews Elba, who could be, like, action movie stars, you know, like the aging, aging action movie stars. Krasinski's an action star. Well, just just based off of his, uh, his Tom Clancy show. Yeah, and uh, his Jack and Ryan the, show. The um, uh, what, what? Quiet Place? No, 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 no. Um, what was the movie with um, Michael uh, Michael Bay? Oh, Thirteen Hours. Yeah, yeah, that one. I forgot. Yeah, yeah he was yeah. he was shaking his big nose around in that movie. <laughs> uh, Mark Hoffmeyer has Maggie Q, Samuel L. Jackson, and Michael Keaton because he's this is this is a make, movie. He's making a protege joke. Yeah. He's referenced protege a lot. This Which year. is a fun movie. It's a really fun. I really enjoyed the protege. Yeah. Um, Chris Cleveland has Yayan Ruhin, Keanu Reeves, Michelle Rodriguez, Michael B. Jordan, Scarlett Johansson, and Michael Rooker. You know, I, I just heard the word Michael or the name Michael, and and maybe maybe the Yaha part, but it's like Yaya Abdul Mateen would be like a, a really cool action movie star. Oh, that's Mad Dog. That's who he's referring. Yeah, that's who Yayan yeah. Ruhin. Yeah, from from, uh, the, from the Raid, raid movies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's a little short, but that's fine. Um, who would be on your team of Expendables? I don't really have a team necessarily, but if I need to like guys to protect me, I definitely want like somebody like Donnie Yen, um, and maybe like even like an aging Jackie Chan. Um, but I'd also, you know, Keanu seems like a, a cool dude to be on the team. Just from like, let's just talk about your your time as a surfer and FBI agent. How about uh, you? Anybody that comes to the top of your mind, in your head? Um, I mean, yeah, Keanu makes a lot of sense for me. Yeah, um, Michael Jai White, I put him in there. Yeah. Like you already have, we already have Mad Douglas, and so I'll take the other guy in the raid too that he had that has the kitchen fight with that, Ikuwas, that, the crazy guy, the other okay. the other the other guy, <laughs> and um, who's a third person I can throw in here? You might uh, no that, that what's the the big the big uh, brawler guy in Train to Busan? He's in Eternals too. Oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 that guy, yeah, Dom okay. Dom something. Yeah, um, yeah, Dom Cream last name. All right, next question we have here: Who is the most unexpected action star? Hmm. Chris Cleveland has Emily Blunt. Interesting. Philip Hurd has Maggie Chung. Interesting. Only one's a good call. Yeah. Because, you know, you know, Edge of Tomorrow, she's on, like, suddenly she's an action right. star. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And now, you know, she's blowing away aliens in Quiet Place movies. Right, yeah, mm-hmm. and Maggie Chung was, like, pre her, like, you know, uh, Wong Kar Wai stuff, 
Uh, she was in some action movies as well. Well, yeah, she's. I mean, she's girlfriend in the police story movies, but that's right. Be, but then, like, was it? Um, she did some Zangy Mao movies, I believe. Mm, I can't remember the titles of them. You're probably right. Um, you know, un uh, action uh, action movie stars in disguise. Yeah, she's uh, a hero. That's what I thought. Yeah, she's okay. So yeah, yeah, she plays like the I think the woman that's wearing like, yellow. Um, in any case, uh, hmm. Unexpected action stars. Unexpected action stars. Uh, I'm gonna say, um, who's our man Bernard from uh, from the Santa Claus? Yeah, we need actual. I mean, <laughs> David David Krumholtz? The idea is not who. I mean, oh, oh it's, idea, not, it's, it's not, not. It's not. Who would you? Oh, somebody who has been in an action who, movie. Then. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, who, who doesn't want to see David Krumholtz? You know, kicking some Get ass. Down. Yeah. Uh, hmm. I, I guess I'll say Ryan Reynolds is the first thing that's coming to mind because he started out with like romantic comedy movies and and stuff like that, and then he became, you know, minus Deadpool, who's also like in a ton of other things like Smoking Aces and whatever else. Uh, I have two. Okay. One is there was a time when Matt Damon was just a dramatic actor. This <laughs> is true. <laughs> and yeah. you were not necessarily thinking he's probably going to beat that guy up with that book. Yeah. Um, and then he did that three times, four times. Yeah. Um, with that same book. Uh, <laughs> And it was Legends of the Fall. And the and the other is uh, Bob Odenkirk, who uh, kicks Mr. Lot, Nobody who kicks a lot of ass and nobody. Yeah, yeah. Okay, those are good answers. Next question we have here: Who is the craziest action star out there? I love that the photo glitched when I posted too, so now it looks like this. Oh wow, <laughs> that's, that's amazing. That makes it is even that better. Joe Pantoliano? That's it's Dolph Lundgren and Expendables. <laughs> oh, okay, but the photo made, like it's weird on the. It thing. looks like Joe Pants with like a bandana on. Uh, uh, Philip Hurd writes Tom Cruise, which is a pretty perfect answer for craziest action star. Yeah. Anything yeah. else? That's all we got. Okay. Who's the craziest action star out there? Craziest action star. Uh, Nicholas Cage was uh, peeing as on fire like Ghost Rider is one point. So got that's that his pee was fire. That's pee, crazy. Pee, 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 fire. Yeah, that's not great for your pipes. Um, <laughs> that's the problem. With that yeah, scenario. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you know, rotor rooter's not going to solve that. Uh, I don't know. Craziest action star? Tony Jaa literally went crazy while making um, on, on Bach, Bach two and three. Yeah. That's why he's so calm now in this movie. Oh he, no, he is. No, he he legit went like he went oh, mad. Like he had, no they had, he had to stop working for a while after. He, cause what he, was the problem? He made those. He made two and three like back to back, and he was directing. He was involved. He was directing oh, them. Oh, it was like one of those like, just like I I would imagine just like exhaustion. Yeah. Okay. I thought you meant like oh he started like really talking to elephants or something, <laughs> and I was like whoa. I mean, you do. They listen. They have big this ears. Is true. Yeah. And they're, they're very they're smart. Very peaceful they're, animals. Yeah. Well, um, craziest action stars. Uh, I I guess I'll say Tom Cruise as well, but I'm just trying to think of, like some guy who's just, like really like I mean I want to say like Michael Keaton because he seems like he really commits, but <laughs> I don't know. He's also not an action star. I mean, fucking Beetlejuice is doing a lot of action. That's your poll. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's on those wires. He's flying around. It's Beetlejuice. He's putting spikes in his jacket. That's yeah. weird, right? Yeah, he's grabbing his. You he got eaten by Sandworm. That's an action scene. Yeah. <laughs> He was a banister. Hey, Adam. Thanks for the, you know, the, the little house there. Nice fucking model. Yeah. All right. What about you? I said mine. Cage oh. and you know, oh, Tony Jaa went okay. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, last question here. I think it's the last question. Yeah, it's the last question. Um, what Stallone movie deserves a sequel? Chris Cleveland writes, Cobra or Over the Top? Arm wrestling emoji. 
Philip Heard has, I think we're good with Sly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, Philip. Uh, Brian Wright has Rocky Balboa. Do we? Because well, we'll, we'll, we finally, we'll finally get to hear what happened. Because <laughs> we haven't, we haven't got eight of those stories. Yes. And uh, Farron Mims writes, "Stop or my mom will shoot." That's hilarious. <laughs> Especially if they, if they it, it, wasn't that lady a golden girl? Estelle Getty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> She's the oldest one in the Golden Girls. Uh-huh. Um. Hmm. What does Sly need a, a what's sequel? A, what's to? a sequel that still that Stallone needs? You know, I I will give I'll give him this. It's not a sequel, but it'd be a spinoff. Of him as a Ravager in uh, in uh, Guardians oh, of the Galaxy. Oh, okay. No, I see. Okay. Like, give me that. Him and, and uh, Zoe Saldana and all them. Or like, just like they're... you know the other Ravager crews minus like the well, that, main guys. That, that's that's his Ravager crew now. Like, oh yeah, that's just true. bring back their crew. Just leave the Guardians <laughs> out of it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, give me give me like a Ravager story. Um, they're making a cliffhanger sequel as we speak. Are you serious? I know. It's. With know. Stallone? Yeah, I don't know what that's going to be. Eighty-four-year-old Stallone? I. He <laughs> keeps getting older as like the show progresses. I don't know what that's going to be. I, but Is I, John Lithgow back? He died. Don't spoil this for me. <laughs> His twins in it. His twins in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, what I'm going to say is Demolition Man. Uh, years later, where he's he's, he's it's already well, in the future. <laughs> I know. So he's even more in the future now. I don't know. You bring like a son in or something. Like he got frozen too. I don't know. But oh. like. It, <laughs> I wanted to be played by Mayo Ventimiglia. I don't know what that plot would be, but it's like, how does he adjust? Is he like police captain? I make a police captain for one thing. There we go. He's still with Sandra Bullock. Benjamin Bratt's there. Rob Schneider's back for some reason. Okay. (laughs) Dennis Leary's there. Yeah, this makes sense. Like, with the, like, I just want to see what the future what the future future would look like in this version. Yeah, I mean, they'd also like eat at Del Taco instead of Taco Bell. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, I think that there could be a lot of things that you could be doing for that, but at the same time, you're just like, well, didn't you guys accomplish all of it already? Who knows? Uh-huh. What other still like, <laughs> like what, I don't know. What's a different? What's like, what's another answer that could be? I don't know what other still movies I need like a sequel for. Um, that I care about in any way, or where he's like a side character. I don't know, but yeah, I I, I think that there. I think Philip is right. Uh. Haven't did he say? Haven't we done enough? I, I like Sly. I like having I, Sly I, around. It's fine. Obviously, no. I don't need sequels to his movies. Yeah. Just make more original Sly movies. I mean, what do you do? Like Assassins too? Like still assassinating? Like still he's got like two? He's got two casts now with guns in them. Still assassinating. Yeah. I mean, Antonio Banderas needs a paycheck. I guess he's done some direct too. Still assassinating. I, I watched that yeah. though. All right. Well, that's enough feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. And that is, I think, going to bring us to the end of this uh, special episode about yeah. Not There and Abe. Um, yeah, I have nothing else here. You can... <laughs> I, have, I have outro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can find more of my work at my personal blog, thecodazeek.com. Everything I do ends up over there. I write for League of Entertainment and Why So Blue for movie reviews and Blu-ray and Criterion reviews. I am on Twitter at Aaron's PS4, Abe. You can find more friends over my Instagram, abe.mua, uh, and twitter.com slash followers Hashtag don't forget to tuck. Uh, you can find all the other episodes. You, you can find all the other episodes about now third name on iTunes, Audioboom, Spotify, and Stitcher. SoundCloud, Podomatic, and HWOD. E- email us at notpodcast@gmail.com. Check out our Facebook, facebookcom podcast or our Twitter, twittercom podcast. And our Instagram page, Instagram.com/slash/outno_podcast as well. And we're on iTunes. Give us an iTunes rating. Rating that'd be great. Thank you so much in advance. Next week we're talking about the Creator. Oh, the Creator is coming. And, I'm excited. Uh, we should have a. 
some fun guests lined up for that one. And then, yeah, and then that brings us to October, where we'll uh, we certainly have these horror episodes. But, man, things have moved. <laughs> so we will, this is true. We will see what we talk about yeah. throughout the month of October that aren't horror-related. Um, what was the movie that was supposed to come out? Like, uh, Well, Dune was the big thing in November. In November, but, but um, uh, Luca Guadagnino's movie was supposed to come out, right? Yeah, that was, that was, supposed, that was supposed to come out in September, like oh. now, I think, actually. Right, right. Uh, but, but yeah, Exorcist is still coming out at the beginning of the month. So, <laughs> Regardless, next week, creator. That's good for this week. So until next time, so long. And goodbye. Boys wanna fight, you better let them. 